0: Championship right here. He's going for the corner! He's got it! Finch, you're Hello and welcome to fourth and five here Longhorn Nation podcast. I'm your host, Will Bazer, and I'm joined alongside by coach Darius Terrell. Uga got away from Bevo last time, but this time, Ugga wasn't so lucky. Texas lands Arch Manning over Georgia. Everybody was thinking it's going to be Georgia. Georgia just won the national championship. Their quarterback room probably not as stacked as it could be, given the success they've had. But Texas comes out on top for Arch Manning. Arch Manning deciding on Thursday to announce that he has committed to the University of Texas. Darius, where were you? in this moment this is one of those we're worried moments
1: <laughs> so funny talking about how I'm feeling uh, I actually found out we were in the middle of uh doing seven on seven uh with a neighbor in school and, uh one of the coaches behind me and I was running the clock uh for the you know the four second count and one of the coaches one of my uh co behind me said uh, Arch Manning was just committed to Texas I'm like mid play I'm like what <laughs> so uh the head coach uh took over the stopwatch for me he let me go in the back get on my phone real quick and uh and get some quick information and, and holler at some folks and, uh, and see it for myself as well. So I found out uh, in the middle of football 707. Seven, it's been a long week. Glad to be at the end of it. Uh, that's a heck of a way to end it. No, I'm I'm as excited as, um, as anyone else that follows Texas right now and, and pumped up to see how it all plays out.
0: Yeah, getting the weekend started early, man. But, you know, it is that big. It's big enough that a coach will let you leave <clears throat> practice to go check your phone, right? How big is this recruitment? I mean, it's so big that multiple articles and videos on the first page of Google are Arch Manning, like from the big, big boys like CBS and ESPN. And it's not like, you know, other recruitments. Like even when Quinn Ewers committed to Texas, it wasn't like Fox News, ESPN, USA Today are all the first things that are coming up instead of Arch Manning's 24-7 profile, which is usually what... Pops up first, so Darius, this might be one of the biggest moments in Texas recruiting history.
1: No, the the, the literal title uh, that I saw, and I can't remember if it was on ESPN or the Athletic, the title was Texas lands football royalty. The Prince uh, Arch Manning is going to Texas. Like it doesn't get any bigger than that. So I can't think of a scenario, at least in my you know my lifetime of being able to pay attention that uh, something as big as this has happened. I've read about, you know, how big things were with Chris Sims and Corey Redding. Um, I think that was signing day. Was that 1999 Um, or 2001, one of those two? But I I heard about how amazing that was. But um, no, this is as big as as could possibly happen in in the year 2022 and for the 2023 class. So I don't think it gets any bigger, man.
0: I mean, you were telling me before the show that ESPN interrupted their main shows to do a 10-minute segment on the fact that Arch Manning committed to Texas.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I walked in the house, you know, getting back from seven on seven, and cut the TV on Max Kellerman's talking for about thirty seconds, and then boom, I'm seeing Arch Manning clips and Arch Manning commits to Texas. It is just this. It is major, major, major publicity for for the program for Steve Sarkeesian, and it's it's going to be nothing but a shot in the arm, you know, as far as recruiting goes, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. I mean, but, Kevin uh, Durant freaking yeah.
0: tweeted about Texas for the first time and. In- forever
1: it's, it's undeniable um, the, the effect that it's going to have and and the effect that you know missing out on him would have had on this class mm-hmm. Oh no, it, it doesn't get any bigger
0: oh yeah you're right I didn't even think about the potential loss that it would have been but yeah I think it's bigger than the Brew McCoy debacle I think it's bigger than Quinn Ewers not
1: I, even comparable yeah I think it, you know,
0: I'm, I was in second grade but in 2002 the number one class overall but at the same time was probably huge news I wasn't following it back then, but recruiting wasn't followed like that back then, like it is today. You know, with the help of Twitter and the pay sites, but it just wasn't like that. Today, it is a is an industry.
1: It's it's almost it's even bigger than than say Texas gets LeBron James son like in this in this class as well because I think he's twenty actually that might be twenty twenty four, but this would even be bigger than that mm-hmm. <laughs> still. Like it doesn't. This is again. Football royalty. The football family. is calling Austin home. Yes. The
0: first family of football is what the Mannings are called. The first family of football. You'll hear that over and over and over again now as a Longhorn fan. So just get used to it.
1: And they're the type of family knowing how, again, they've been through all this, right? Well, they're not going to be tripping at all. They know he's going to redshirt, you know, and when when the inevitable calls come from somewhere, you know, saying that, hey, calling for Manning to take over for yours or whoever's starting, you know that. Of all the kids to be in this situation, and families and dads to be put in this situation, the one family on this planet that was probably is going to have no problem dealing with that, handling that. If there's a kid that was tailor made to handle the circus and 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 and, and crazy, you no know, intricacies that are the chaos, you know, the chaos, the of, chaos of the University of Texas. If there was one kid. It's Arch freaking Manning coming from the Manning family. Like it is, it, it is.
0: Imagine the safety net. Imagine the support <laughs> network that he has with Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Arch Manning, all those legendary. I think, think those
1: guys have dealt with pressure before. think those guys have dealt with, <laughs> with nonsense. It's, it's it, it doesn't get any bigger. It's is, we, I almost can't, you know, we can't, I'm, I'm really not even saying this. I'm not even doing it justice. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: unbelievable get. And, and on that note, has there ever been a better offseason for a losing team? Texas went 5 and 7 last year. You're not supposed to get the two perfect composite score quarterbacks back to back. That first quarterback reclassifying as a freshman this year so that he's a junior so that the second quarterback can come in. You don't you don't usually get guys like Isaiah Naylor. I mean, the only negative things that have happened for Texas this offseason or they lost Stan Drayton, and that's a big loss, you know? But you know, Tashard Choice is a good up and comer, but mm-hmm. he's no Stan Drayton, and then missing out on Oshawn Mathis, which is still a huge, huge loss. All but right. beyond that, it, has there ever been another program that has been able to bounce back from five and, from a losing season, like like Texas has right now?
1: Um, I mean, obviously it's, it's impossible to you know try to date back and remember out there. Quickest thing I can maybe. Um, compare it to and, and I might be misremembering but I don't remember Ole Miss being very good when they landed. Laramie Tunsil, Laquan Treadwell, um, Robert Kimdichie, you know what I'm saying? They signed you know three, four, five, five stars in that class. Pretty sure Ole Miss didn't have a great season the year before that but um, no, even that, that still doesn't compare to what we've seen Texas do and when you add in the element <clears throat> when you add in the element of NIL and the element of the transfer portal and the different rules now, you know in this offseason, season. It just, no, it's it's allowed Texas to really, on paper, create a lot of positive momentum. Um, more positive momentum than you would see, you know, obviously, typically in, in any, you no know, program coming off of a losing season. I, I almost, it's hard to even remember last season at this point.
0: I mean, were the Bengals, the Bengals were bad last year, weren't they?
1: Yeah, because I think Burrow tore his ACL.
0: Right. So, I mean, that is a huge season-to-season jump that, I mean, I guess Texas hasn't played this year yet, but...
1: I okay, think so. What are you you're saying? You're expecting a, 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 a flip?
0: <laughs> That'd be nice. But I don't know. I I, I guess the Bengals isn't a, that's that's a different thing. I was trying to think of yeah, they, they uh, went I, all I just the way to the can't Super think Bowl. of another team that has had this good of an offseason. You know, a, after a season that they shouldn't have. On paper. On paper. On paper. But let's go ahead and get into how it went down. How did this go down? And you know, just the general recruitment overall. It has been incredibly tight-lipped. It has been very professional. It has been sort of understated for the amount of fanfare that goes around this family. It, again, you talk about royalty, it's kind of a like a very proper way of going about it that they've done this. It's very professional, very proper. The first tweet ever from Arch Manning had six words, seven. With a, with a if you count the the hashtag Committed to the University of Texas, period. Hashtag hook him. With a picture of him. No silly Hayes Fawcett edits. Damn, shots fired. No silly TFB videos. You Damn, know, shots fired. I'm, I'm, I'm firing all shots, but no, I'm just... This is very, very understated, very professional. And it kind of goes into the Manning family again, professional royalty, the guys who have been there and know it. And he acts like he's been there and he's done it. Yeah.
1: They, I mean, again, with, with the name comes, you know, attention with the members of the family come familiarity with attention and they, they know how to handle it. They knew how they wanted to handle it. Um, Arch has not done a single interview. I don't believe throughout the entire cycle. Um, a few, no, back in January, December will, um, on this very podcast, you know, we 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 had connections to that recruitment, you know, based on, you know, other recruits. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that's how we were able to have a background even back then. And we were able to, to tell you all that Texas was in a really strong position. And, you know, fast forward to now, you know, in, in, in late June, you know, to see it all come together and, you know, for everything to have been as tight-lipped as it had been. You know, if you look around at other places, nobody, okay, everybody was saying, oh, sources, okay. The closest anybody was getting, you know, was was secondhand information, right? Or a lot of times third, fourth hand. Um, they did it their way. When you saw him create a Twitter, what was it, two months ago, you knew, you know, you knew it was for a reason. He mm-hmm. wasn't just making one all of a sudden be available and, you know, hey, talk to everybody. I just I started um, this, social media. Just, I don't know. Yeah, this, this is how he was going to, you know, um, present his information. Um, and, and here it is. We got what we were looking for. And it was glorious for Texas fans because. It's your uniform on that graphic. So it was, it's, I was, you no, know, bravo to them for the way they handled everything. I will
0: say there, there is a, a few guys who did actually see this coming. And, and my guy, Chris Hummer, who was actually there at Newman because he kind of heard about it coming down the pipeline. And so he yeah. was at Newman when it happened. So no, I meant,
1: and, and when I say that, I'm sorry. And I'm not like taking a shot at anybody or anything like that. I meant like in, Again, I'm talking a long while back, six, seven, eight months ago. Folks have been guessing. I don't mean in the past, you know, a few weeks. Oh, no. People have been guessing
0: about the Georgia thing. He's going to Texas, going to Georgia forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think anybody really had a solid idea of where he was going until today, right? It was still kind of up in the air. Anything can happen. But, again, speaking about the Manning family and how the impact of this and how it went down, I don't think Texas gets – a perfect score quarterback after a five and seven season without it being the Mannings, because I don't think the Mannings are looking at, you know, am I going to get a national championship? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get the best NIL deal? Are you paying me under the table? Are you, you know, what they're looking at is instead, do I fit in this, in the system? What does this brand do for my brand? What can I get out of the university of Texas? And Texas is a huge brand. A giant brand. So, the ability of Texas to really talk about that brand, talk about Austin, and the up-and-comingness of the city, the opportunities that Austin gives you, were huge for the Mannings. Made them feel like, yes, this is a good business decision. This is a good business decision. So that checked off a box. Texas is a good business decision. And then... You know, the education part of it. Texas is a very good education. Uh, you know, is a very good school. You can get a very good education at Texas. Now, you know that whether or not you can do that in the football programs up in the air. Uh although, I, you know, Sam got his business degree. You can do it. It's a very, very good school. And no offense to Georgia. You know, I I was applying to Georgia. It's not on the same level as Texas in terms of business and probably what he's gonna to want to major in. So you know, checks another box for Texas, and then and then there's Bama. So I mean, I don't have to say much there, or Ole Miss or LSU. But shots, shots far. I'm, dude, I'm just I got I'm just going off.
1: No. The, the testosterone off the Manning commitment is pumping today.
0: Oh man, dude! On the fourth and dude, five, the Kool Aid is flowing. The Kool Aid <laughs> is flowing. I don't care what I say. Well, yeah, a little bit, but you know, it was that, and also the fact that Arch Manning, when he was on campus and when he was hanging out with the team, you know, wherever he's gonna go is gonna be an absolute circus around him, just because he is Arch Manning. Again, he is basically a prince of football, but he felt like at Texas he could be a student that he could, he could feel like a student there rather than a star. Now, he's obviously going to always be a star. There's, there's no escaping that. But, hey, you know, Texas was able to sell him on that. So those were some very big check, bar- check marks. He was he felt comfortable in Austin. He felt comfortable at Texas. The Manning family felt it was a good business decision. They felt comfortable with the University of Texas. You know, Sark was a big, big reason. Sark, Milwee and Flood, Right. There are huge reasons for Texas to land uh, for Texas to land Manning. You know, I, I don't know if Texas lands Manning with Tom Herman and his offense. Now Manning did like Texas, but would it have been as good a business decision with that type of offense versus Sark's offense? Who knows? Who knows what they decide? But Sark's offense was another kind of check on the business decision making. That hey, this can really. Show off his skills. You know, we like the coaches. The coaches are very, very charismatic. Milwe, Flood uh, were huge in this recruitment. So it sort of was another checkmark. Yes, we trust the offense that he's going into. It was all these checkmarks, all these checkboxes that were checked for Texas. And it wasn't that Georgia wasn't checking them as well. Texas just checked more.
1: Well, I mean, everything, you know, to everything you said, all, all of these different things played a part. And, you know, it's all stuff he took the time to evaluate, which is probably, you know, why it took so long, you know, well, in a lot of people's eyes. Because for a while, you knew who he was down to. And, you know, he, he took the time to look at every single, you know, intricate detail. And again, it was reported, you know, back on this podcast again, back in January, February, that, you know, we had some, you know, some information that we thought you know, would be, you know, was, was vital to Texas playing a, a major role in his recruitment. And I can, I can say now that it's because we knew that, or I had been told again, by recruits who had, had been there with him that, um, you know, um, Archer's, you know, grandpa has a house in Austin and has had a house in Austin for, for a decent amount of time. So the kids, though stranger to Austin, the kid loves the city, loves Austin. Okay. Um, he loves everything that it can offer, um, you talked about the brand, okay? He does feel like, again, he has – they have places in the city that they can go to to make sure that they stay – if they need to go into recluse. Um, this was a thing – this was a long time, you know, in the works. And, it's again, all I can say is bravo to the Mannings, Will. Bravo to the University of Texas. Bravo to Sark. Um, I've been critical of Steve Sarkeesian uh, recruiting practices this spring because if you did not land Manning, the impact that has on other people, um, but that doesn't matter now because they landed them, and I think we're about to see. That's this is this was the tidal wave um, that, that 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 started. I believe was going to be a, a recruiting tsunami um, over these next few weeks.
0: Yeah, and again, going back to the point of does Texas get this perfect score quarterback after a five and seven season without it being the Mannings? No. I'm talking about you know the fact that his family played such a huge decision in this. Families always play a big decision in the recruitments, right? It's ultimately the decision of the kid. And a lot of times that kind of wins out, but mm-hmm. the family was a big factor here. The fact that, you know, he, he represents a brand. So mm-hmm. the fact that Texas was able to win over that family, not because you look at recent history and the national championships, but because they were able to sell The certain things that we talked about, the check marks, like you said, the brand, the city, the offense, and just generally the University of Texas. What was
1: their end goal compared to the typical, compared to the typical recruit? A a national championship, truthfully, a national championship, as far as you becoming an NFL player, is meaningless. Okay, Mm -hmm. It's about being able to showcase your talents. Okay, In the right situation, kind of just like. When it comes to the NFL or in any other sport, rookie success depends on the situation they're drafted into. Mm-hmm. And you can bet you're behind that they're going to have influence on where he gets drafted three, four years from now, five years from now as well. But this was the best situation, business situation for a family that, like you said, has a different outlook on recruiting compared to 99.9% of, of other recruits and situations. It was the perfect Situation for Texas, right?
0: Who knows better about how to get drafted than the Manning family who have two number one overalls and a number two overall, right? They know what to look for. They know that they need a brand behind them. They know that they need to be in the correct offense and that they need to show out. You're going to be in a big city, Austin. You're going to be in a big brand. You're going to get a good education to fall back on and you're going to be in a fast paced offense.
1: Look at who he's expected to play with. You saw the offensive line haul. Mm-hmm. Okay. Likely won't get to play with Xavier Worthy, right? But he's probably going to be playing with Brennan Thompson and, and Jontae Cook. And Evan and, Stewart when he and, when
0: he transfers in. <laughs>
1: Evan Stewart. Possibly still you get a year of Jatavian Sanders when he's primed and ready to go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It, it When you look at the picture two, three years from now, okay, And Texas – FYI newsflash, and I get this from a very, very, very reasonable source, Texas and Oklahoma are planning to go to the SEC in 2024. So he'll get a year. That'll be his – would that be his second year, Will? That'll, that'll be, be a his second, second year. year. Yeah. So his redshirt freshman year, when he is eligible to play, okay, a full season and everything, in mop-up duty, whatever, he'll get to get SEC experience. Before it's is his job to more than likely, expectingly take over the job when Quinn, Ewer leave, Quinn Ewers leaves. Think about the long-term picture. It all adds up. Mm -hmm. Ajaya Hall is going to be a what? Sophomore this year? He will have eligibility and possibly be coming back, trying to get an NFL spot as a senior, have a big senior season at Texas. That could be Ars Manning. Mm -hmm. Just look at the big picture. Devon Campbell, Kelvin Banks, NATO.
0: (laughs) It all adds up. You said redshirt freshman. It's going to be his redshirt Mm -hmm. freshman year. Mm -hmm. One, do we think he's going to redshirt?
1: Do you think he redshirts? I, I think plan. so
0: too. I think it is part of the plan, and yeah, again, yeah. it's a special feature of the Manning family that they they know what's the right way to do it. I mean, you think about Vince Young. If Texas trots Vince Young out his freshman year, do you think he has a success at Texas? Do you think he is drafted yes. as high? Yes. Really, you think so?
1: <laughs> I think Vince Young was a freaking. I nature. think people were but,
0: calling for his job his junior year or his, his hey, sophomore fans, his fans, sophomore fans, fans, redshirt year. They were calling for his slash. job.
1: Newsflash, fans say dumb things out of emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, hey, quick thing I just thought about, too, because I'm 99.9% sure the plan is to redshirt, that also helps Texas because backup quarterback situation as far as transferring, Malik Murphy, okay, you can – but, you know, Quinn Ewers is – not Quinn Yours. Hudson Card is gone. Not going to be around, right? I think with it more than likely, I understand it, being understood that Manning arch plans to redshirt, Maybe that keeps a guy like Malik Murphy around for an extra year to be that backup quarterback to Quinn Ewers for Texas as well. Just another another wrinkle to throw in there. You see what I'm saying? Of how this is all perfect freaking storm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I speaking about the future. You know, Sark being such a huge part of this, uh, sort of a, a thing that I want to think about because it happened with Quinn Ewers when Texas had a bad season under Tom Herman. What mm-hmm. if Sark? Doesn't work out at Texas. What does it mean for this? Like, what if what if we have another bad season next year? Oh, um, what? Define a bad season. Let's go six and six, seven and
1: five. Six, 6 seven and five. Is it bad if a part of me sees that as perfectly plausible? It's, with, it is perfectly plausible. Weight? This Texas team has <laughs> an incredibly
0: high ceiling and in a very very low floor. It could go either way.
1: If Sark goes 6-6, six 7-5, six, obviously, um, he's going to be on the hot seat. At the same time, I do think it does time up still. The, the expectation is to see improvement this year. Um, I don't believe the expectation this year should be Big 12 championship. That's just me, and maybe I know there are going to be, be people listening to this saying, you know, hell no, that's always the standard at Texas, you know. I, I think the past 13 years says otherwise, but, you know, I want to deal in, in, in recency, but – um,
0: this is the first time I'm going into a game as a Texas fan with Alabama <laughs> where I'm expecting to lose. I'm expecting to get blown out. I don't think I've ever expected to get blown out as a Texas fan, like like without any hope of winning. And yeah, I, I, if we win, it'll be great. It'll be amazing. But I'm definitely not expecting that. It's it's sort of the – it's a weird experience what, as, we should, a, as a you football should, fan. You should,
1: you should take that approach every game next season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel think like
1: about how you'll feel. I feel and I That's feel, like, but, but I feel like the
0: most of most the majority of Texas fans are feeling this way or like, but if you, we're going to get blown out. But hey, if we keep it close, we'll be fine.
1: No, but you're hoping to see improvement mm-hmm. next season. And obviously you, you have to make a bowl game now. You can't you can't have another losing Mm-mm. season. OK, but you want to see improvement. Eight and four is not going. eight and five is not going to be the end of the world at all. Nine and four. Okay, getting a little bit excited. Ten and 3, 11 and two. Oh, oh, snap! You know, okay, mm-hmm. you know, Texas might be quote unquote. I don't even want to say it, but they might be getting closer. You know, sooner than than people realize. But no, you want to see improvement. But if Sark does not last at Texas, the man and family, you have no choice, especially with the options you have now to be able to freely transfer. They're they're going to re reevaluate their options. Right. You have to, mm-hmm. so but at the same time, that's not their fault. Okay, if, if Texas performs, you don't have to worry about this. Right, but um, no, just like with any recruit in that aspect, in my opinion, they're gonna do like anyone else and and evaluate all of their options, and that could, depending on who Texas brings in, could be you know finishing up at another program, and you know he'll <laughs> have plenty of suitors.
0: Yeah, let's look forward and keep the optimistic side here. What does it mean sure. on and off the field? And we'll start with on. Because I think both of us have watched his tape. I went ahead and rewatched one of his full games to break down his tape. And I think we can break it down in three different ways. His frame. My lord, that dude looks like a giant on film. Like, he looks like he's a foot and a half taller than every other kid on the field. Right?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, his eyes are legitimate. It looks legitimate. He's at least six foot four. Um, what, well, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, Although the state of Louisiana produces the most NFL players, you know, per capita, you know, than any other place in the country, he does not play in, a, in, a, in a, at a level or division, um, you know, in New Orleans at the private school level in Louisiana. He does not play against other, you know, Division One recruits very often at all. So his frame stands out big time on tape, but you, it also does show to you that it is legitimate. He's every bit of 6'4", six, 6'5", six, just, like, just like the other, you know, mm-hmm. guys that everybody – Socal number one and number two. Which is
0: interesting that you bring up, you know, the level he plays at because, you know, if he if he is the player that he is, then I saw on Twitter an LSU fan say if he is the player he is, then the coach of that team has some very embarrassing uh playoff losses to explain. Right? Like they haven't really gone far. They they you know, they lose a few games. They're not the perfect team that you would expect to be with a number one overall quarterback. That's another thing. I mean, when I watch it, you know, the defense isn't perfect. The offensive line is a little hit and miss. Beside the point, let's go ahead and talk about beyond the arm, because we'll get into the arm because there's a lot we can talk about with the arm. When he runs, he's actually deceptively fast. I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) He reminds me of Swoops or Vince Young with the long strides where he covers a lot of ground, and he looks like he's not running fast just because he has so much body to move.
1: At this current stage, he is a he looks he appears to be a better athlete than uh than his than his uncle's um got, he got dad's athleticism there so um, I think that's <laughs> the wide receiver to, athleticism right there yeah I, I wouldn't go that far I don't no. think he could be a wide receiver no, no. but he move he moves better than expected his, his his school has fewer than 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 two hundred and fifty high school members um he, I don't think they have a huge talent pool to when it comes to putting that team together I'm sure they get they get some neck and cherry pick a few you know. Talented players, but um, yeah, they're going to have holes on that team. Uh, I don't know if a state championship, you know, is that really, we're not judging kids on that, are we?
0: No, but I mean, you know, it's good to be on a winning team. You want to see winners. For sure. Oh, they haven't had a winning record? No, they have a winning record, but you want to oh. see them like get far. True. Okay. Right. That's fair. You want to see a guy able to carry a team. To a championship yes, potentially or very far in as far as he can.
1: I'm with you. I agree. You want to see, you want to see, you know, can he put the team on his back type? Mm-hmm. Thing. Exactly. I got you. Yeah. I understand that. Especially from the number one player in the country. I got you. I get it. Yeah. They went seven and three this past season.
0: Exactly. Again, he has some embarrassing playoff losses to answer for, but you know, I, I'm not going to look too much into that. At least not right now. Speaking about his feet, he's got very fast feet, especially in the pocket. Uh, he's able to really maneuver in the pocket but it's, if he feels a lot of pressure, he starts to speed up a lot. The very, very young quarterbacks can get into that. He kind of speeds up and he'll either miss something over the middle or he kind of rushes rushes through his delivery. That's sort of when he gets in trouble is is like where most quarterbacks do when, when he's getting pressured. Uh, right. Still, he's able to escape a lot of pressure with his feet. He's able to maneuver in the pocket very well and, and escape if need be. But speaking about that arm, very fluid. And and I would describe what feels like a light throwing motion. Like it feels when I'm watching him throw, like the ball is like three pounds lighter than, or like a pound lighter than other footballs. I don't know how, how much a football weighs right now off the top yeah, that's of my what head. I was right. It feels like it's, it's just a, like a lot lighter than it should be because of how he is able to just, you know, move it with his arm. And it kind of, sometimes it kind of flutters in the air, like a feather kind of feels like a feather, but it's still a very pretty ball and he's able to fit it in a lot of different places. And he also has the ability to throw a dart inside. Now, whether his wide receivers at the level he is can handle that is another question, but still the ability to just kind of fit it in between traffic is something that's impressive. And he'll have to learn at the next level, the speed of the game, the, how, how, how and if he can fit that ball in, something that like Quinn Ewers is currently going through, like where can I actually fit it in with the athleticism at this level? But it's it has potential. It's a very, very pretty arm. The very He has very few faults when he comes to, uh, you know, his arm skill, if you will. I know you have some thoughts about saying arm skill, but, you know, he can't, and, and just the ability in the pass game, he can get lost over the middle. And that's where his interceptions have kind of come from and another place his interceptions come from, is sometimes his deep balls kind of fade inside if, they, if they're underthrown. You know, those are two things to watch. But other than that, like, pretty much hits it on everything.
1: No, I mean, as you would expect um, with the resources that he has available to him, um, the kid's footwork, which, I mean, of course, he's a high school kid. He's not a finished product. He's going to constantly, consistently, you know, continue to improve. But the the footwork the mechanics, the throwing mechanics, the posture in the pocket, um, the way he protects the football, it it is all, you know, it is it is advanced. For my Twitter folks, folks that read the, you know, the the internet, you see the reaction of, of some programs, you know, to the commitment today. And one thing I saw mentioned is, you know, if, if he's so great, why isn't he competing at the Elite Eleven and other things like that? The truth is, again, what can any, you know, recruiting quote unquote scout critique or give their opinion on him, why would he seek, need or value that again with the resources available, mm-hmm. right? He comes in with a with a with a toolbox that um should lead to quicker development than most quarterbacks. And, you want to work um, no, with an NFL yeah.
0: player like they do at the Elite Eleven and whatever.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Talk to your fucking uncle.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I think we need to remember that part.
0: Right. He has what Texas needs on the field. He, ha- he kind of is a one overall composite for a reason. What can he bring off the field? And honestly, this might be where the biggest part of the recruitment is, the commitment is. What can this commitment do to get the momentum of the program going? Because if you look at Texas's history with their recruiting, you've seen sort of a slow buildup to like a number one class and then that number one class is what sends sends it off, right? Like 2002. You know, before that, you know, when Mac Brown came in, it was number 16, 11, 6, number 1.
1: Yeah, there, there there hasn't been a national champion, right? Since the BCS era that that has had a championship outside of Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't have a a number 1 or a number 2 recruiting class. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of you have to have one.
0: You have to have one. Which is why ain't I'm getting the number one class last year freaks me out. But right. understandably, the buzz that this is now created on the recruiting trail—we've seen it. We just talked about the beginning of the show. Like ESPN is talking about this; they're interrupting part of the interruption mm-hmm. for Arch Manning news. The buzz on the recruiting trail kind of is mirroring what is going on on your TV and on your internet and on the Twitter. Like recruits can see this, right? Recruits understand what's going on.
1: Everybody has heard this news today
0: and arch manning under behind the scenes is you know getting in their ear uh,
1: kind of like a major you know national event like i don't i wasn't alive for when oj was getting chased or anything like that or you know unfortunately like you know some assassinations or something where were like that. you but, moment yeah, where were you when this right? this event in recruiting took place in on january what January, uh, January. Oh my God! June twenty third, twenty twenty two. Where were you when Arch mm-hmm. Manning <laughs> announced his commitment?
0: Yeah, I wish it was January. I would buy GME, but yeah, uh, no,
1: This this one oh four weather is is killing me, <laughs> and it's killing my electric bill <laughs> right. or whatever. Solar, right? Solar. <laughs>
0: there you go. What are the potential dominoes to fall with this? Let's start mm-hmm. with the twenty twenty three class, and to kind of work from there, and what it can mean program wise, off the field. So when we're recruiting, there are a lot of really, really good players in Texas at all times, right? Texas sort of was kind of falling back. There was very, very, you know, in re- if you follow recruiting, if you're recruiting, it, you sort of know that recruiting has these waves, these sort of sine wave of recruiting where it's a roller coaster. Sometimes it's nothing's going on. And then other times you're on top <laughs> of the moon.
1: Example of top of the moon, Ohio State this week.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So. Texas now is on top of the moon, and you're trying to ride that wave. Trying to ride that wave. And there are guys like Jonte Cook, Ruben Owens, who have been talking about Texas for a while, especially Jonte Cook. And they're very, very vocal. They see all this happening on Twitter. What are your thoughts? I mean, you know Jonte very well. What are your thoughts on Jonte and what this means to him?
1: Um, it's it's going to have a major impact um, on a lot of people. I think with with with, with offensive players, um, especially offensive players that rely on <laughs> the person behind center to get them the ball, where well, they rely on everybody for them to get the ball. But um, I don't I don't think it's hard to to put two into and it and together together and understand that um, Texas is in a, a really 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 good spot with uh with that particular recruit. <laughs>
0: yeah, so much so that you know something could happen this weekend.
1: Uh, maybe not this weekend. Matter of fact, I wouldn't bet on this weekend. Um, He'll
0: be in Texas. He'll be in Austin.
1: He's taking his official, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will look at, I will look more for next weekend or, or maybe midweek next week. And, um, I actually will, I will be on commitment watch right now for, for, um, the kid out of temple, michael uh, michael Harrison Pe- pilot. Harrison yes. Pilot, yeah. Yes. Um, I will look for that one actually to be the next one, maybe in the next couple of days, but no, um, wide receivers, the guys, that Texas has been hot on, um, um, Cook, Harrison, Pilot. Um, what's my man in Houston that I'm not crazy about? Jonah Wilson. Wilson, yeah, I, I think you can. I, I think it's you can write that down in in, in uh, not pen. Eh, you can write that down in in, in deep pencil. Deep okay, like pencil. rubbing it, in, rub it, rubbing it in, in really, really hard. You know, make those big block stencils or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you can put those guys in the classes. I will put that at over ninety percent at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's huge for the offensive recruits. I wonder what it means for the offensive linemen. Uh, you know, Texas got a huge offensive lineman hall last year. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I, I I get I hear kids really don't want to come behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I actually mean, a that's, thing. I mean, it's that's it's a real thing going six, on. Six,
0: seven players. So it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot, right? It's, and, and it's, it's three, hard.
1: Three or four really, 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 really good
0: players. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I it's understandable. It's understandable, right? That you can see it's sort of like what happened at defensive back after twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The skill position is is looking good. You know, you talk mm-hmm. about guys who kind of came out of the woodwork. Cedric Baxter. Like Texas Texas had a shot at Cedric Baxter, but now they have a shot of actually landing Cedric Baxter. Because who's in his ear? Arch Manning. You know, the Mannings. The royalty of football is in my ear. Tell me to go to Texas. Reuben Owens. I mean, he's he's chasing paychecks, but you know. I don't think that Louisville commitment sticks.
1: Really? I, I think it does. And this and I initially didn't think that. Um, I think I even wrote three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that I, I didn't expect it to stick. But I'm actually changing my mind on that because I didn't consider two things. Well, one, at the time, obviously, I didn't know the NIL amount um, oh. that Owens was supposed to be getting. Um, and obviously, you know, there are stipulations around. You know, receiving that money, which means obviously you have to attend the school and re- enroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and number two, I think, does everybody remember why Reuben Owens decommitted in the first place? Enlighten. I think we talked about it. So he was, remember, he was on campus. It was a big, supposed to be a big recruiting weekend. I want to say in February, March, he was here with Arch Manning. And Reuben Owens felt a little bit forgotten about
0: on mm-hmm. that visit.
1: Due to all the, the attention that Arch was getting, you know, obviously from the coaching staff, obviously any reporters asking questions afterwards. Hey, what about Arch, Arch? And he's like, nah, you know, I, I think Ruben Owens, while there was a dream, you know, that people reported of, you know, um, Manning Owens Cook, I think Owens wants, he wants to be the, 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 rock star the guy. of his band. He yes, wants to, he be, wants the to guy. be the guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, and I'm not knocking this kid at all, okay? But that's just a proponent here, you know, with that. Landing Arch Manning, oddly enough, is a negative (laughs) in the recruitment of a running back. So we talked about how perfect everything was for this to work out for Texas. You got to talk about how oddly perfect everything is here for just this particular situation, actually not to help Texas with an offensive recruit because he wants to be – the guy and he will never be the guy with Arch Manning um, mm-hmm. taking those snaps.
0: Yeah. But, you know, there's Cedric Baxter out there. So and
1: I I, I want to get excited about Baxter.
0: I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm I have kinda, not heard anything. Yet. I'm letting the Kool-Aid I, I, I take can. me. I'm letting the Kool-Aid take I, I, me.
1: I will not. I'll, I'll have water still on Baxter, but I'll, I'll add a little lemon to it for a little flavor. to get okay. A little bit excited. OK,
0: right? but interestingly enough. The first people that Manning goes after are not the offensive guys. It's the defense. You're talking Anthony Hill, who's on Texas's campus, probably right now as you listen to the show, David Hicks, Javen Toviano, Malik mm-hmm. Muhammad, guys who he wants on his team. And Texas had no shot at David Hicks. Absolutely none. Mm-hmm. Now they they can, they can sneak in there. It can sort of sneak in there. If there's, there's, there's room. Whereas he was completely A&M. Now there's little room because who's in his ear.
1: I, I was sent the rumor today that, um, the Hicks family reached out to Texas, you know, after the commitment, I reached out to a source close to Hicks and I was, you know, I was told, you know, I, I got laughed at, Like no, it doesn't change anything. And that did not happen. Okay. Um, at the same time, I just got a message saying that David Hicks is going to take an official to Texas. And, um, I do think Texas fans need to understand. Arch Manning plays a role here because that family is now thinking again. We talk about this attention. We talk about you know money and what flows into programs. Mm-hmm. Well, Arch Manning's presence just increased NIL opportunities for every single player on this Texas roster and every single potential Texas player. And eyes will that's be a on the TV. that needs to be talked about. Yeah, eyes will be on the TV. Yes, everybody's gonna be watching Texas games because of Arch Manning. Well, guess what? That that is a bigger spotlight for David Hicks. That is a bigger spotlight for Anthony Hill. That is a bigger spotlight for um, Malik Muhammad. Um, that's just another part of this thing that we need to you know think about and 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 really consider. But that's what that does. So if that gets a guy on campus, Texas can talk. You know, they can obviously sell their program, but you you talk nil and. They might be in this thing, right? But but as of right now, I'm still going to say that Hicks is – and them's the leader here. But Texas will at least get a shot. And I think, you know, Arch's commitment today does play a role in that despite, you know, the source trying to play it off. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think Arch's insistence on getting a defensive – you know, getting defensive recruits in here hopefully will pay off. Hopefully will pay off. I mean there are there are some really good players in Texas right now. I mean JV yeah. and Toviano, who I think you weren't high on coming to Texas. You
1: know. They mean oh, like Texas's chances?
0: Yeah. I'm still gonna stick
1: to my guns with Toviano. I think Toviano is A and Um, I think David Hicks is an A M. Um, Anthony Hill is N I L is a major factor in his recruitment. Um, I've heard that, that Anthony Hill is A and M. No, but the thing about it is Texas, what is this? This is June. Texas has five and a half months to still work on that and try to change that. Mm-hmm. And um, the the commitment of of Manning does nothing but but help that. And M cannot they can talk about their number one class last year all they want. <laughs> what what are they say on Avengers? We have a Hulk. Okay. Yes. We we have Arch. I have an army. <laughs> we have Manning. Exactly. So it, it's 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 just, it's all fascinating. It's all fascinating. But those guys are in play. I'm not going to sell you guys Kool Aid saying they're all coming but it at least it, it 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 brings a new chip to the table to, to negotiate with.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, now you can actually point to this guy and be like, yes, publicly, Mannings are part of Texas now. They're Texas fans. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Is there anything else? I mean, we can talk about what this does for the momentum of the program, right? If Texas is able to land this these guys mm-hmm. getting a number one class, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like It's what you need if you want to get back to national championship. You need a Gotta number have one class.
1: Got to have it. Gotta most have number it. one classes. Most number one classes have a have a big name signal collar. Mm-hmm. So huge ingredient. Exactly. It's I, I
0: can't this overstate is, it this. Is though. your step one? This is this is sort of the the gateway drug to getting. I, I'm
1: that. I'm Mr. Rain on the parade for Texas fans. No, I can tell you this weekend. You hey, enjoy this. I'm gonna enjoy this. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm we we. I thought you know. I've thought for a long time that it was Texas was in a good spot, but for it to finally happen, y'all, yeah, it had been a lot of victories, man, as a Texas fan, you know, just being real about it. And over the last decade, y'all should enjoy this one because it just it just points to – this is this is the stuff that has things. to happen for, for things for fortune to change. Texas and, and Texas needs been, a few
0: things to get to a national championship. One of them is a number one class, right, and a good coach. You know, the coach is up in the air. Number one class is up in the air, but to get to number one class – This is a huge step, a giant step to get to that number one class with the ability, uh, the magnetism that the Manning family and Arch Manning himself have amongst other recruits. If he's able to attract some guys to go to Texas, some high-end talent, and Texas gets a number one class, you know, they need a few more five stars here, then you're potentially looking at a first step to getting to the B-word. That's what Arch Manning means off the field. really on the field, but off the field. Now, I know this is an Arch Manning show, but I do want to get into a little bit of the transfer portal with a linebacker from UNT, KD Davis. Mm -hmm. KD Davis, I mean, Darius, you're a UNT guy. Three-year starter, first-team all-conference USA, he was last season, he recorded 121 tackles, 13 tackles for losses, and 5.5 sacks. This guy is now going to be a grad transfer, meaning that he can play straight away at the next place he goes. What is it going to take to get him on the campus, and what would it mean for Texas?
1: I, I got to see him up close. Um, crazy thing about it, I, I'm coaching at Waxahachie. That kid is from Ennis. Ennis is Waxahachie's prime rival. I'm um, very familiar with him and his game. He is not a tall guy, just like the young man they just took uh, uh dorsey tucker Dorsey's like five ten okay well katie davis is uh, is 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 about five nine okay and that that might be being a little generous um but he has always been a missile on the football field okay um he when he sees he goes and when he goes he pops on tape um he is an explosive athlete he is an explosive football player he is a cerebral. Football player, Katie Davis. You know, God willing, he stays healthy despite being, you know, five nine five ten. Katie it Davis says five eleven
0: w- on ESPN two thirty, but <laughs> I would I would imagine it's more five ten. Uh,
1: five nine and a half. Okay. Okay. Has an opportunity to I believe to play in the NFL because he is such an explosive athlete. Because the linebacker position is such an instinctual position, and he's a guy that that provides will provide instant special teams um, value as well. Um, I think Katie Davis could be a guy that came in and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm saying selling it. I think he could come in and start at a place like Texas. If that means overshown, that means forward. Tucker Dorsey, I don't think I care who it is. I think he taking somebody's job because he's that good of a football player size be damn. So hopefully the Longhorns get into it. Um, I don't really know him personally. Um, but I will check around with, um, with sources around, you know, around town and everything to see. I can find out what exactly he is looking for and shoot, I just will let it rip from social media. I either give it to Will or post it myself. Um, you know, what we're, what we're hearing or. If he's still going next week, we better talk about it next week. Hopefully, on the fourth and five podcast, seeing some of your comments on social media. Right? Got any questions? He said, "Where the hell y'all been?"
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's really. I think Oklahoma is in on him. Wants to get uh, on it in on him. I think Texas uh, will Oklahoma probably.
1: Oklahoma acted like they were so happy with their line with their with you know the linebackers they have there.
0: I don't know. Oklahoma fans seem to be into it. Hmm. Texas fans are obviously into it, so I, I'll be interested to see him. He's a Texas guy. I wonder if he's yeah, probably he going to stay in a, state or stay nearby. A,
1: so yeah, he's a local kid.
0: I mean, I can think of two programs right off the bat who are, would be interested, uh, who are nearby. Yeah. So, so. I, that's, that's probably the guys to look for. And, and when I look for a transfer, I'm looking for a guy, not from a five program who is a five star and maybe he, he didn't work out. Like that's, that's how you get Ben Davis. Ben Davis was good. He had the most sacks for us last year, but he's, he's no Calvin Anderson. He wasn't as impactful as Calvin Anderson. That's what you can get from a guy who is coming from the G5, but it's very promising. That's Katie Davis. If you can get a guy like Katie Davis, that makes me feel a lot better about this defense. Makes me feel a lot better about this defense. So much. That's what I would look out for. Keep uh, you know keep him on your radar. But uh, yeah, Arch Manning. Any any closing thoughts? We saw the video of him as a kid. Won't be a Longhorn? Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. You could see the Manning face. You can see Manning face. It is it is a trait. It is a it is a genetic trait. It just runs in the family. That sort of clueless funny face, the Manning face. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. It's just they just have this instinctual ability to make ridiculous looking faces.
1: I'm I'm still about the I'm just I can't. I can't believe they got it. It happened. I can't believe they got that offensive line. Still, kind of can't believe Quinn Ewers is at Texas. Maybe you got Manny. <sighs> if only. If hopefully they can win eight nine games, man, and you can really you know start to get excited.
0: Yeah, if they win eight they or, or nine games, it's we're we're cooking. We're so, cooking.
1: So I'm 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 gonna keep my mouth shut. Try to stay level headed, and hopefully they'll get through. Hopefully they'll get through. I just I don't want to get too high because. This team has let folks down too many times (sighs) over the past 10, 11, 12. Yep. But, But, no, great. Hey, y'all enjoy it. It's been
0: amazing. Kool-Aid, y'all. Kool-Aid. But, anyways, I think on that note, everybody drink some Kool-Aid. We got Arch Manning. That has been fourth and five, your Longhorn Nation podcast. We're happy to be back. Darius, where can we find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter, DT underscore TFB. Love to hear from you.
0: You guys can find me on Twitter at w i l l b a i z e r. Uh, you guys can also, you know, find our work. Really, Darius's work. I've so much more stopped writing for TFB. <laughs> that Thirsty Thursday stuff is classic. It is great every single time. So wonderful okay. on that. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, please give us, rate us on iTunes. Let us know what you think, and we will see y'all next time. Hook 'em. Hook em.